0: Welcome to Hudson Valley Radio Theater. Today you will hear a harrowing tale written by a girl whose life was as bleak and somber as the Yorkshire Moors where our story is laid. Emily Bronte's Wuthering Heights is a classic of the Victorian age and we are thrilled to bring it to life for you today.
1: Desolate and lonely are the rolling moorlands of England where in the winter night the snowdrifts stand like giant specters in the teeth of screaming gales. Years ago I lost my way on the moorlands such a night. Freezing blinded and stumbling I saw at last the fitful lights of an old manor house aged and crumbling on the hillside. I lumbered over to it and knocked desperately at the door. The door was opened by a doddering old butler, who stood and stared at me a while. Then, without a word, He led me into the musty living room, where, in the dim candlelight, a man and two women sat without moving. The man was tall and dark-skinned, like a gypsy. On his face, the stamp of years of bitter suffering. At his feet, a dog growled ominously. Who are you? What do you want? My name is Lockwood. I've lost my way on the moors.
2: Down, Wolf. Down!
1: Strangers have no
2: business on the moors at this time of year. And no business here at any time.
1: But I couldn't find the village. A man could die out there on a night like this. I'm afraid I'll presume on your hospitality until morning.
2: Do as you please.
1: I beg your pardon? I don't keep
2: accommodation for visitors. You'll have to sleep with one of the servants.
3: Heathcliff,
4: you can't. He's our guest.
2: And suppose you attend to his comfort?
4: Ellen, show the gentleman to the guest room, please.
3: The guest room, mistress? Yes. There is no other place. Yes, mistress. This way, sir. <laughs> If you hold the lamp, sir, while I unlock the door. Of course. Mind you, don't stumble on the carpet. It's about falling to pieces, I'm afraid.
1: You call this the guest chamber? It was once. It's a trifle depressing. May I light a fire?
3: No fire burn in that crate, sir. The chimney's been clogged for years.
1: Hmm. Must have been a fine old house once. What's it called? This is Wuthering Heights, sir. And the tall chap downstairs with the piercing eyes?
3: That'll be Master Heathcliff, sir.
1: And the once lovely lady who looks at him with fear?
3: That's his wife, Mistress Isabella. Well, there, good night, sir. If you want anything, there's the bell rope. My name is Ellen
1: thank you ellen good night good lord
3: the window the cat's broke in the wind
1: stand back i'll close it
3: let me in let me in i'm lost on the moor
1: listen i heard a voice
5: let me in i'm lost on the moor heathcliff
1: heathcliff good heavens a hand! A cold hand grabbed my wrist! A hand? Didn't you hear the voice? A woman shouting she's lost on the moor! What's going on in here? A voice out there! A woman crying that she's lost! She's come. She's come again at last. Yeah. Kathy, wait for me! Wait for me! He's not going out there in that storm! I'm coming! I'm coming, Kathy. Uh, this is insane. Come back. Close the window, sir. But that man out there. Close the window. Am I mad? Why did he go out there? What was that voice? You heard him
3: calling her name. It was Kathy. Kathy? Who is she?
1: Kathy is a girl who died. I don't believe in ghosts, if that's what you mean. I don't believe in phantoms sobbing in the night. You don't believe.
3: Perhaps if I told you her story, you'd change your mind about the dead returning.
1: Tell me her story.
3: began the time I came to Wuthering Heights as a servant. It was fifty years ago, in seventeen hundred and ninety. The place was different then, a sweet, well-kept estate. Mr. Earnshaw was master, a fine man who dearly loved his two children, Kathy and Hindley. One day Mr. Earnshaw returned from Liverpool with a foundling boy he had picked up. A dark, savage-looking gypsy lad, with the most dreadful marks of beatings on his back. Mr. Unshaw called for me the moment he arrived.
6: Give him a good scrubbing, Ellen, and put some of Hindley's clothes on him.
3: Yes, sir. Come with me, lad.
2: Don't touch me.
3: Leave me alone. Goodness!
6: Now, son, Ellen won't hurt you. You're safe here. No one will ever beat you again, and you'll always have plenty to eat.
7: Papa's home. Papa's home. Get out of my way.
0: Hello, Father.
6: Well, Henley. Well, Kathy.
5: Papa? Who is that boy? Yes,
7: who is he, Father?
6: Children, this little guest will pay us a visit for a time as long as he wants a home here.
5: He's dirty. Look at him.
6: Kathy, don't make me ashamed of you. Hendley. He will sleep in your room. In my room?
7: I won't let him. He's a dirty gypsy.
6: That'll do, Henley. You must learn to share things. Take charge of the lad, Ellen. His name? I, I think we'll call him Heathcliff.
3: Yes, sir. Come, Heathcliff. That dark brooding boy brought a subtle change to life at Wuthering Heights. The three children seemed to play together well enough, going scamping up over the moors on their ponies and climbing the crowds together. But neither Cathy nor Hindley were open and frank anymore, and one day the children fought.
7: Your father gave me this pony, it's mine. Give me that pony, do you hear? Or I'll tell Father how you boasted that you'd turn us out when he died. That's a lie. I never said it.
5: Of course he didn't.
7: He did. He worms his way into everything Father does for us. He'll cheat us out of everything. You never had a father, you gypsy beggar, and you'll never get mine.
5: Hindley, don't hit him. No, don't. Heathcliff, look out. He has a stone. Oh,
7: there yeah, fancy that'll teach you hindley he's he's bleeding serves him right
5: heathcliff are you
2: hurt he he hit me with that stone
5: please heathcliff don't look like that Why don't you ever cry when you're hurt, like other people? Why should I
2: cry? I'll pay him back someday. I don't care how long I wait, if only I can pay him back.
5: Heathcliff, don't say those things. Come, Heathcliff. Now Hindley's gone, we can have our game at the castle again.
2: I don't feel like playing at the castle.
5: Please, you always smile and laugh when we're there. Come on, Heathcliff, we'll play our game. Don't frown so, Heathcliff. Sit here beside me on the stone, and we'll look out over the moors. This is our castle.
6: Castle?
2: It's Peniston Crag and you know it.
5: It's not either. This is your castle and you're a prince in disguise.
2: Tell me about it again.
5: It's all true, cross my heart. Your father was was emperor of China, and your mother, a queen of India. You were kidnapped by wicked sailors and brought to England.
2: Don't make fun of me, Kathy.
5: I'm not making fun of you. You're really and truly a prince. And I am your slave. You're not
2: my slave. You're my queen, Cathy. You'll always be my queen. Nobody else will make you his queen, you
6: hear?
5: Yes, Heathcliff. Your queen.
3: And that's the way they grew up, wild and free. Roaming the moors together. But Hinley grew more and more jealous. Cathy was eighteen. And Hinley, past twenty one when he, Mr. Earnshaw, died. Good man. He never saw the evil of life, and had raised Heathcliff like his own son. But on the very day of his funeral,
7: You're not going into that room to look at my father's body. Why? He loved me more than he did you. He's past your wheedling now. I'm Master of Wuthering Heights. If you want to stay here, we've need for a stable boy. A a stable boy? That, or get out.
3: And that's what he became. Heathcliff, who had lived under this roof as one of the family, was now a stable boy.
7: Well, give me a hand up to my saddle. Very well. Sir, you gypsy beggar, how many times must I tell you? Sir. Oh, that's better. By the time I come back in the morning, I want these stables scrubbed. Scrubbed, do you understand? And if they're not, I'll thrash you till my arms are off.
5: Heathcliff? Heathcliff?
7: Yes,
2: Kathy?
5: Heathcliff, I heard him. How much longer are you going to stand for this?
2: I don't know what you mean.
5: Oh, look at you. Dirty and unkempt and in rags. Why aren't you a man? Why don't you run away?
2: Run away? What from you?
5: You could come back rich and take me away. Why aren't you a prince like we said long ago? Why can't you rescue me, Heathcliff?
2: Kathy. Kathy, come away with me now.
5: Now? Where? Anywhere. You mean leave as we are? Live in haystacks, steal our food? Oh no, Heathcliff. (laughs) That isn't what I want.
2: No. (laughs) You just want me to go off alone. Well, it won't do. I've stayed here since your father died. Been beaten and cursed like a dog abused and driven mad just because I could be near you and like a dog I'll stay to the end to the end
3: Yet Heathcliff did run away the curses and insults were too much even for his great love and he disappeared Kathy found a new world in her first introduction at Linton Manor with Edgar Linton and his sister Isabella, both Kathy's age. Music and laughter were there, shining eyes and dancing. And it was her escape from Willing Heights. Edgar Linton fell madly in love with Kathy. They were constantly together. Then one evening, Edgar brought Kathy home in the pony cart. As quickly as I could, I tried to warn her. My hand
6: down from the cart, Miss Cathy. Thank you, Edgar.
3: Oh, Ellen,
5: we had the most marvelous time. Judge Linton had guests from Liverpool. Cathy, come here. Excuse me, Edgar. Certainly. Something wrong, Ellen? Heathcliff's back. Heathcliff? When did he come? Last
3: night, he talked so strange. He... he is here now!
2: Hello, Cathy.
5: Heathcliff, you said you'd stay away until...
2: Why were you gone
5: so long? I didn't expect to find you here.
2: Why were you gone
5: so long? Because I was at their house. Because I've learned to dance and had a wonderful, delightful, fascinating time.
6: Are you the stable boy? Would you mind putting my horse up for an hour?
5: Yes, and you might wash your hands and comb your hair, Heathcliff, so I needn't be ashamed of you before a guest. <laughs> and look after mister Linton's horse, please.
6: Let him look after his own horse. Hmm Pleasant fellow. How can your brother allow such a Beast of a gypsy stable boy to act like this.
5: Beast of a gypsy stable boy? Of
6: course. A roadside beggar giving himself airs of equality.
5: What do you know about Heathcliff?
6: Well, judging from this performance, all I need to know.
5: He was my friend long before you. That
6: scoundrel.
5: Scoundrel and all, he belongs under our roof. And you'll speak well of him. Or get out.
6: Cathy. Are you out of your senses?
5: Get out, I said, or stop calling those I love names. Those you love? That stable boy? Yes.
6: Cathy. do you
5: realize what you're saying? I am saying I hate you. I hate the look of that milk-white face. I hate the touch of your soft, foolish hands.
6: Oh, some of that gypsy's evil soul has gotten into you, I think. Yes. Some of that beggar's dirt is on you. Yes. Yes, now get out! Get out! Get hey. out! Get out! Kathy, please, come back!
3: Kathy? Oh, Ellen, where is he? Where's Heathcliff? Tell me. He's across the moors, towards Pennystone Crag. Heathcliff? Heathcliff!
5: Heathcliff? Heathcliff, you've forgiven me. Oh, say you've forgiven me.
2: wasn't your heart that spoke, Cathy.
5: No, my darling, because my heart is yours. (sighs) Cathy,
2: clouds are lowering over Gimmerton Head.
5: Yes. Oh, see how the light is changing.
2: Oh, Cathy, you're such a part of all this.
5: Perhaps we belong to the Moors, you and I. Oh, Heathcliff, make the world stop right here. Make everything stop and stand still and never move again. The Moors never change. You and I never change.
2: Moors and I will never change. Don't you, Cathy?
5: I can't. No matter what I say or do, this is I forever Cathy Oh smell the heather Heathcliff Fill my arms with heather All they can hold
2: Cathy You're not thinking of that other world now
5: Oh don't talk Don't talk darling All this might disappear Marilyn, hurry, please. My hair is not
3: nearly done yet. What's the matter? Supposing you're not ready when Mr. Linton gets here? Hmm. Any young man will come sniveling back after the way you treated him.
5: But I sent my apologies to him, didn't I? Of course he'll come.
3: Kathy, I can't believe this change in you. Just yesterday, it seems... You are just a stupid, harem-scam child with dirty hands and a willful heart. (laughs) That
5: is my other nature, Ellen. I still have it. It used to fly around wild. But now, I can coax it into a cage whenever I want to. Heathcliff, since when are you in the habit of entering my room?
2: I want to talk to you. Get out, Ellen.
3: I will not. I take orders from...
2: Get
5: out!
3: Well, now that
5: we're so happily alone, may I know to what I owe this great honor?
2: He's coming here again. Who? Oh, you know who I mean. That stupid fop, Linton.
5: You're unbearable. Utterly unbearable.
2: Why are you dressed in silk?
5: Because the gentlefolk dress for dinner.
2: And why are you trying to win his puling flatteries?
5: I'm not a child any anymore. You can't talk to me that way.
2: I'm not talking to a child. I'm talking to Kathy. My Kathy.
5: Oh, I'm your Kathy. Yes. Am I to take orders from you, a dirty stable boy? allow you to select what dresses I shall wear and bow humbly to your horrible, wretched tempers?
2: Cathy, where is your heart?
5: You had a chance to be something else. You left here once. Why didn't you stay away? Now let me alone. Oh, that's right.
2: That's right, the dirty stable boy who can't come near you lest he soil your dress. But who soils your heart? Who turns you into a cheap, vain, ambitious fool? Linden does. You let yourself be loved by him because you want to be a fine lady. Because it pleases your stupid, greedy vanity.
5: Stop it! Thief or beggar is all you were born to be. Kneeling beside the road, begging for favors, not earning them, but whimpering for them with dirty hands.
2: I see. All I am to you now is a pair of dirty hands. Well, have them, then! Oh! Have them where they belong.
3: How dare you!
2: No. It doesn't help to strike you.
3: Well, Heathcliff, I'll thank you to stay out of my kitchen.
2: Is Kathy still with him?
3: Yes, she is. What's the matter with you? What are you staring at?
2: I I want to crawl to her feet. whimper to be forgiven for loving her. For needing her more than my own life. For belonging to her more than my own soul. I want to beg for a smile. I don't care if she loves Linton or, or whom she loves. If only she'll look at me and say my name.
3: Oh, Heathcliff, you! Ellen? Ellen? She's coming now. Get out, Heathcliff. I'll
2: wait outside the door.
3: No, you can't.
2: I want to be where I can see her and hear her.
3: Heathcliff!
5: Ellen? Where are you? Oh, here you are. Yes, Miss Cathy? Has Mr. Linton gone? He just left. Oh, Ellen, I, I have some wonderful news for you. Well, the kitchen's no place for that dress. Come inside. No, no, listen. Edgar has asked me to marry him. What did you say? Well, I'm to give my answer tomorrow. Kathy, do you love him? Of course. Why? Now, isn't that a silly question? Because he's... Handsome and pleasant to be with. Not enough. Well, then, because he'll be rich some day, and I'll be the finest lady in the county. Oh, Ellen, it would be heaven to escape from here. What about Heathcliff? Heathcliff. Ellen, you know he gets worse every day. It would degrade me to marry him. I wish he'd never come back.
3: What was that? I think—oh, nothing. The wind, perhaps. Well, my darling, if Master Edgar and his beautiful home mean heaven to you, you'd better enter that heaven and take your place among the Lenten angels. The only thing is, I wonder if I belong in heaven. I dreamed
5: once I was there, and I broke my heart with weeping to come back to earth. To the bleak moors and i awoke sobbing with joy on top of wuthering heights and so you see ellen i suppose i've really no more business marrying edgar linton than i'd have in heaven but ellen what can i do you're thinking of heathcliff who else he sunk so low he seems to take pleasure in being mean and brutal, and yet yet he's more myself than I am. Whatever our souls are made of, his and mine are the same. Everything he's suffered, I've suffered too. The little happiness he's known, I've known. And if everything else in the world died, and only Heathcliff remained, life would still be full for me. Who was that? Ellen, I heard-
7: Miss Cathy? Miss Cathy?
5: Yes, Joseph?
7: Heathcliff's taken Master Inley's best horse and he's gone.
5: Gone? Ellen? Did he hear what I said? Yes, Miss Cathy.
3: How much did he hear? Oh, I'm not sure. But I think to where you said it would degrade you to marry him. No! No! No, Heathcliff!
5: Heathcliff, come back! Come back, Heathcliff!
3: That night, Heathcliff went away. Cathy ran far across the moors after him in the bitter cold, calling his name into the wind. Hours later, in the morning, Edgar Linton found her, half frozen in her silken party dress, unconscious on the crag the children used to call the castle. For weeks after she was ill, the Lintons took her to their manor house, and I was glad, for day by day, the strange influence that heathcliff had had upon cathy wore off she was happy with edgar
6: why can't you remain here forever cathy
5: oh edgar you and your sister you you've been too kind to me already
6: if i can make you happy just by being kind that should be enough for me after all what else can i give you
5: what else You've given me a great deal else, Edgar. You've given me your own self, your strength.
6: My... my strength?
5: You'd understand if you really knew what my life was before. It was like the moors, endless and desolate. And I was lost on them, calling for someone in the darkness to save me, and nobody answered. I couldn't even see the trace of a path. I was so frightened, so terribly alone, and... And suddenly you were there, Edgar. You held out your hand and led me back to a way of living I thought I'd lost forever. What you said long ago was true. There was a curse on me. It kept me from being myself. Or at least would I wanted to be. And that kept me from living in heaven. There. Do you understand now?
6: Kathy, my darling, let me take care of you forever. Let me guard you and love you always.
5: Would you? Would you love me? Always?
6: Always, Kathy.
5: Then let's be married, Edgar. Quickly. Quickly. Quickly.
3: If the Linton home had seemed heaven to me before, I don't know what to call it after she became its mistress. The only one who did not seem completely happy was Edgar's sister, Isabella. A year or two after the marriage, the three of them sat in the drawing room, Edgar reading, Isabella playing the spinet, Kathy quietly doing petite point. when the door knocker sounded. When I saw who it was, I went back into the drawing room.
5: Yes, Ellen? Why, what's the matter? Mistress Cathy, Heathcliff has come back. Heathcliff? Tell him I am not at home.
6: Not at home, darling? To whom?
3: It's Heathcliff.
6: Heathcliff? Well, does he seem the same, Ellen?
3: No, sir. I hardly recognized him. Fine clothes. He seems quite the gentleman. Don't prattle, Ellen. I said I didn't wish to see him. Oh,
6: nonsense, Kathy. It's been a long time. Bygones must be bygones.
5: Oh,
4: yes. Let us see some kind of caller.
6: Show him in, Ellen.
5: Yes, sir. Edgar? This is a mistake.
6: Why, Kathy, your hands are trembling. Are they? The past is dead, dear. Don't hesitate to smile and be nice to him, because I'll understand it's my wife who loves me who smiles.
5: Thank you, Edgar. You always understand.
6: Mr. Heathcliff? Come in. Hello, Kathy. How are you, Heathcliff? Uh, have you met my sister, Isabella?
2: No, I'm sorry. How do you do, Miss Linton?
4: We are glad to see a guest, sir.
2: Thank you.
6: Well, Heathcliff, uh, I must say I've never seen such a complete change in a man. You seem to have prospered. You must have gone to America. I did.
5: We wondered where you went.
6: You must have found at least a gold mine. no.
2: I merely remembered that my father was an emperor of China and my mother a queen of India.
6: I beg your pardon?
2: So I claimed my inheritance. Cathy will
6: understand. It's an old joke between us. I see. Are you staying long in the neighborhood? I'm staying the rest of my life.
2: Really? I've just bought the horses, the cattle, and the moors belonging to the estate known as
6: Wuthering Heights. No! You mean Cathy's brother, Hindley, sold out? But he doesn't know it. Yet.
2: I imagine it'll be a shock when Hindley discovers that his gambling and drinking debts were paid up for him by his former stable boy.
5: Heathcliff, you can't have done that!
6: That's as underhanded a piece of work as I've ever heard of. If I'd known that his holdings were being stolen by a stranger!
2: May I remind you, Mr. Edgar Linton, that I'm not a stranger. I'm merely a neighbor. For now, I'll say good night.
5: Wait. Heathcliff? Well? I... I want you to know that we sometimes have friends who come here as guests, Edgar and I. You're welcome to come too, but not with the old scowl on your face or the old bitterness in your heart.
2: Thank you, my old friend Cathy, for the warning. Oh, I just remembered I forgot to congratulate you on your... Marriage. I've often thought about it, I can assure you. May I now express my delight. Good night.
4: Edgar, I think you behaved abominably. What? And you too, Cathy.
6: What in thunder do you mean?
4: You could have at least been civil. You dismissed him as if he'd been a servant.
6: Well, do you consider him anything else?
4: Yes. I find he's grown fascinating and distinguished.
6: Really? Isabella, I hope I misunderstand.
4: Well, you don't. We see all too few people, and I, for one, shan't be rude if he ever
5: calls again. Edgar, I greatly dread what the future will bring.
6: Oh, nonsense, darling. I tell you, the past is dead.
2: That's all, Joseph.
7: Uh, you'll stay on, of course. Uh, thank you, sir. Shall I pack Master Inley's things? Oh, just
2: move them out to the Master's bedroom. They will remain under this roof.
7: Master Inley, sir. Oh, yes.
2: He gave me a roof once when I needed it. I, uh, take it he's drinking a great deal?
7: Uh, yes, sir. Though Dr. Kenneth has ordered him not to. Well,
2: we'll give him all the drink he wants.
7: Yes, sir. Uh, a, a lady is waiting to see you, sir. A lady? From Linton Manor, sir. But Why didn't you tell me? In the future, announce visitors at once.
2: Ah.
0: <laughs> oh. Miss Linton.
4: Are you disappointed, sir?
0: No. No, not at all.
4: Well, I was, I was passing by and... And my horse went lame. I see. Mr. Heathcliff, I want to tell you I'm furious with my brother and with Cathy. They received you most shamefully last night.
2: Your brother didn't send you with this apology, did he?
4: Oh, no. No, in fact, he's forbidden me to.
2: To speak to me?
4: Oh, well, yes.
2: And. And Cathy also forbade you? Yes. And in all the moorland, you're my only friend, hmm?
4: Well, I... I would like to be.
2: Hmm. Thank you. Miss Linton, I enjoy frankness. You didn't come here to apologize, and your horse didn't go lame.
4: Why, oh, I, I um,
2: You came well, here because I... you're lonely. Because the house you live in is too happily wedded for an outsider. Because it's no joy to ride the moors alone, is that right? Yes. Then you needn't be lonely any more, my dear. Oh! What? Do you think it's strange I should kiss you?
4: Well, I... I don't know. You hated it. No.
2: Well... (laughs) I see you like frankness, too.
4: Kathy. Wasn't it a lovely dance tonight? Though I think you could have been more gracious
5: to my guest. Isabella, may I speak to you for a moment? Well? You behaved disgracefully. How, may I ask? It was bad enough asking Heathcliff here without consulting or preparing us. You'd have forbidden me. But to make a spectacle of yourself, To throw yourself at him the way you did? Well, nobody else would pay attention to him. You
4: refused to dance with him. I had to dance every dance as a result.
5: Oh, you fool. You vain little fool. Really, Cathy? I'm going to open your eyes, Isabella. He's using you, using you to be near me, to smile at me behind your back, to stare at me until our guests fear his murderous, gypsy look, to try to rouse something in my heart that's dead, and I'll not let you help him any longer. So that's what you mean. It is
4: you who are vain and foolish, Cathy. Heathcliff is in love with me. It's a lie. It is not a lie. He told me so. He kissed me. He's? Yes, he kissed me, held me in his arms, told me he loves me. Oh, I'm going
5: to your brother.
4: Yes, go to Edgar. Tell him Heathcliff asked me to marry him, and that I've said yes. You hear? Yes.
5: You can't. He's not a man. He's something horrible and dark to live with. I know why you say these things.
4: Because you love him. How dare you say that? Yes, you do love him. You're mad with pain and jealousy at the thought of me marrying him. Because you want him to pine for you, dream of you, die for you, while you're safe as the lovely Mrs. Edgar Linton. You won't have him happy. You want to hurt and destroy him. But I want to make him happy. And I will. Do you hear? I will!
2: Sit down, Cathy. I won't say I'm not surprised to see you.
5: Heathcliff, is it true? Is what true? Did you ask Isabella to marry you? Oh, Heathcliff, you mustn't do this villainous thing. She's never harmed you.
2: No, no, but you've harmed me. Then punish me. And that's what I intend to do.
5: I don't understand.
2: Every moment I hold her in my arms, when I kiss her, when I promise her life and happiness, you'll be punished.
5: You'd marry her to do that? Yes!
2: To teach you the ways of pain
5: in the hell that I'm in. Oh, Heathcliff, you can't. If there's anything human left in you, don't make me a partner to this crime. It's mad. It's stupid.
2: If your heart were only stronger than your dull care for the world and its conventions, I'd live silent and content in your shadow, begging for an occasional word or thought as I used to do. But now... You had to destroy me with that weakness you call virtue. You had to keep me tormented with that cruelty you think so pious. You wished to be known as the finest lady in the county. You wanted your luxury and your light. and at the same time, you wanted to keep me despairing lover. Well, now that I am returned, had you given me the smile of love, I might have been content. But you didn't think of me now as your despairing and foolish lover. You can think of me as Isabella's husband. And be glad for my happiness, as I am for yours.
0: So ends the first half of Hudson Valley Radio Theater's production of Wuthering Heights. In a moment, we will return to our tale. Join us in the crumbling house on Wuthering Heights, where the candles burn low in the dreary guest room. There's no sound but the wind outside. And the hushed voice of the old maidservant, Ellen, as she tells her story.
3: It was then that Isabella Linton came into this house as a bride. Yes, Heathcliff married her out of revenge, the same revenge that made him keep Hindley here, a staggering, broken fool, slowly drinking himself into the grave. Isabella learned the reason for her marriage to Heathcliff, but she was powerless to do anything. Then one day, Dr. Kenneth, an old friend, came to see her. He had come that morning from Linton Manor.
1: Isabella. Go back where you belong, to Edgar's house.
4: Edgar's disowned me, Dr. Kenneth.
1: I know, but he needs you now. Kathy's gravely ill. Really? Didn't you know? It's a matter of days now. Perhaps hours. She... She can't be dying. Fever. Inflammation of the lungs. This intense cold and... and something else something else i'd call it the will to die
4: if cathy dies i might begin to live
1: isabella ah
7: begin to live in this house with heathcliff nothing can live
1: no hindley nothing but hate goodbye
7: So you think you'll begin to live when Cathy dies? You won't?
4: Oh Hindley, what is it? This house? I can feel the hate within it, like a crushing weight.
7: Of course you can. And you, he hates you even more than he does me. Stop it! He loathes you.
4: (laughs) Stop it!
7: Every time you kiss him, his heart breaks with rage that it's not Kathy. <laughs> Isabella, why don't you do what I've been too weak to do? Kill him. Kill him. Kill him!
4: Don't talk to me! Get away!
7: Well, there's still time to save your immortal soul. <laughs> well, Hidley... <laughs>
2: remarkable Heathcliff really Hindley the first coherent speech I've heard from you in weeks
4: Heathcliff please don't I tried to stop him
2: thank you my dear wife
7: your loyalty is touching your curses will come home to feed on your own heart every agony you've given will return (laughs) laugh now Heathcliff there's no laughter in hell
4: Heathcliff, why do you have him here? I can't breathe with him in this house.
2: Oh, existence would be so much less without my boyhood friend under my roof.
4: Oh, Heathcliff, you poison yourself with paying him back what he gave you. Send him away, and love will come to this house. Kiss me, Heathcliff. Tell me you love me. Tell me, darling. Oh,
2: why isn't there the smell of heather in your hair?
4: Heathcliff let me come near you please You're not as horrible as they say. It it's just you're you're full of pain, all twisted inside. I can make you happy, my darling. Let me please You'll never regret letting me try. I'll I'll be your slave. I'll bring life to you life and sunshine and freshness. Put your arms around me. Look into my eyes.
2: Your eyes are empty. Like Linton's.
4: They aren't empty. If only you'll look deeper. Heathcliff, look at me. I'm pretty. I'm a woman. Let your heart see me. Just once.
2: Oh, it's no use. Why did God give me life? What is it but hunger and pain? A naked runner in a storm of spears?
3: Mistress Isabella. Ellen?
2: What do you want here, Ellen?
3: I've come from Linton Manor to speak to Mistress Isabella.
2: Then you'll do so in front of me.
3: Her brother's asking that she come home for a visit.
2: Ah, so he's lost some of his pride, has he? Now there's none gone in this house.
3: Oh, please. Mistress Isabella, he needs you.
2: Needs her? Now what is this, Ellen? Why does he need her?
3: Let go of me. Cathy's ill. Yes.
2: She's dying. Tell me the truth.
3: Yes. She's dying.
7: Die. Joseph.
4: You're not going, Heathcliff.
7: Uh, yes, Master Heathcliff? Saddle my horse at once.
4: No. She belongs to Edgar.
2: She belongs to me.
4: If she's dying... Let her die in his arms where she belongs. Let her die. Let her die.
2: Oh, now who speaks of hate? Get out of my way.
4: (laughs) Heathcliff! No!
6: And there was a murmur from the height, a far away and wild, heartbroken moan. The wings of Lucifer beat on the night. The soul of Lucifer wept all alone. Shall I read some more, darling?
5: No, Edgar. Will you open the window?
6: Won't it be too cold?
5: Please.
6: Of course, darling.
5: Oh, (coughs) now I can smell the heather. And Edgar, isn't there a south wind? And isn't the snow almost gone?
6: Yes, quite gone.
5: Edgar, will you get me something?
6: Anything you wish, my darling.
5: Some heather. There's a beautiful patch near the castle. Will you get it from there?
6: What castle, Kathy?
5: The castle on the moors, of course. Bring me some from there.
6: You're in a fever, dear. There's no castle on the moors.
5: There is, there is. On the little hill beyond Wuthering Heights.
6: You mean Penistone Crag?
5: Yes. Yes. Please go.
6: Why do you call it The castle.
5: Because I was a queen there once. Will you bring me the heather, darling?
6: If you'll rest while I'm gone, and sleep.
5: You're so kind.
6: My darling.
5: You made me the finest lady in the county. Go now, please. Get me the heather so I can have it on my pillow.
6: Sleep, my dear Kathy. I'll be back with the flower you want.
7: Where is she? Where's Cathy? She's not to be disturbed, sir. Master Linton has gone for the doctor. Get out of my way!
5: Cathy?
2: Oh. Oh, Cathy.
5: Heathcliff, come here.
2: Cathy, my life. How can I bear this?
5: I dreamed you'd come before I died. And when you came in my dream, you scowled at me once more.
2: Cathy, Cathy.
5: Oh, does it hurt to see me dying?
2: Please, Cathy, don't hurt me.
5: Oh, how strong you look, Heathcliff. (sighs) How many years do you think you'll live on after me?
2: Happy, oh, my life, my soul.
5: Oh, my darling, don't let me go. Oh, if only I could hold you until we were both dead.
2: Please, please don't speak of death.
5: Will you forget me and be happy when I'm in the earth? Never. Never. Will you say of me, this is the grave of catherine earnshaw i loved her long ago and wept to lose her but all has passed
2: i could as soon forget you as my own life if you die cathy if you die there'll be no peace for me ever
5: poor heathcliff i want to die to escape
2: why did you betray your heart Cathy, you killed yourself. Shh,
5: my darling. Hold me, just hold me. No.
2: No, I'll not comfort you. You deserve this.
5: Heathcliff, don't break my heart.
2: I never broke your heart, Cathy. You broke it. My tears don't love you, Cathy. They blight and damn you. You loved me. What right had you to throw my love away for the poor fancy thing you felt for him?
5: I found out, Heathcliff.
2: Misery and death and all evil could never have parted us. You you did that alone. You wandered off like a greedy child to break your own heart.
5: I know, Heathcliff. Oh, forgive me.
2: Oh, Cathy, your poor wasted hands. Why didn't someone tell me? I, I, I forgive you. I forgive you for what you've done. I love you. I love my murderer.
5: <coughs> Carry me to the window. Let me look at the moles with you once more.
2: Yes. Yes.
5: Oh. <coughs> How lovely the sky looks. And over there is our castle. Remember?
2: I'll never forget.
5: The castle, Heathcliff. <coughs> I'll be waiting there until you come. I'll be waiting there. Goodbye.
2: Cathy.
1: Cathy. No!
3: Heathcliff, they're coming. Master Edgar, over heaven's
2: sake, go away and. Cathy! You're dead, Cathy. May your soul hear this before I go. May you not rest so long as I live on. I killed you, then haunt me. Be with me always. Take any form you wish, only don't leave me where I can't find you. I can't live without my life. I can't live without my soul.
3: was 20 years ago I can still hear and see that wild hour <clears throat> with poor Heathcliff holding the dead body of his beloved crying out to Cathy's soul to haunt and torment him till the day he died
1: then the strange hand that gripped my wrist last night the strange voice that called to me was Cathy and Heathcliff went to follow her into the storm?
3: It wasn't Cathy herself, but her love, Cathy's love, stronger than time, sobbing for its unlived days. Who's there?
1: Dr. Kenneth, open the door. Dr. Kenneth, what's the matter? I, I was just crossing the moor on my way home. Did you see Heathcliff? Yes, I saw him from my carriage. He was wandering through the snow with a woman. A woman, you say? A young woman. She seemed and as mad as himself. They were walking through the storm with their arms around each other. I shouted at them, but they didn't hear. I was nearly up to them when, all of a sudden, my horse reared and plunged. And then, then I found him, alone, lying in the snow. Heathcliff was dead. Dead? Was it
3: by the castle? By the penny crag? Craig?
1: Yes. How ever did you know?
5: Look down, my Heathcliff. This is our castle, really now. All the wild beauty of it. For your father was an emperor of China, your mother a queen of India, and this is our land forever and
1: our love.
0: So concludes our broadcast of Hudson Valley Radio Theater's production of the classic tale of the Victorian age, Wuthering Heights. Tonight's program featured the talents of Jessica Boyd, Will Anderson, Lauren Thayer, Luke Latour, Caitlin Connolly, Dan Anderson, Frank Marquette, and yours truly, your announcer, Cindy Denise. Wuthering Heights was adopted from the original Lux Radio Theater production and edited and directed by Jessica Boyd and Frank Marquette. Kenny Dreo provided sound and audio editing. The sponsor for this program is The Meadowbrook in New Windsor, New York, an excellent catering facility in a romantic park setting on a 100-year-old Hudson Valley estate. Beautifully landscaped gardens outside are complemented inside, by two elegantly appointed catering suites, complete with private cocktail lounges, bridal suites, and spacious dining accommodations for 40 to 700 guests. The Meadowbrook offers quality catering at a sensible price. For information, call 845-562-5918. Thank you for listening to Hudson Valley Radio Theater and for being a part of our world of imagination and mystery.